Finding Common Battlegrounds is an attempt by two brothers, one conservative, the other progressive, to have civil conversations about politics with a little help from their friends. Hello, everyone. Hey, welcome to another episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. This is the podcast that's de- dedicated to civil debate. We are we are a sophisticated podcast where we try to work out our differences instead of focusing on what we disagree on. We're trying to focus on what we agree on. And usually there's a lot more there than you would think. So today's episode is about the Supreme Court and the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And the question is, did the Supreme Court overstep into activism with the Roe, with the Roe decision? So uh, I keep hearing activist judges, activist judges, right? And, that, and that's where the question is like, are, are these, are the conservative judges now activists and have they maybe overstepped? Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. We got our usual debaters, Josh and Ryan Cragen. Ryan is representing the flaming liberal side, and Josh is representing the libertarian conservative side. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, first, a word from our sponsor, Lux Days. So I was just thinking, okay, this is a little maybe r-rated i don't know but uh so i'm i'm I'm, I'm on the toilet and um and i like i'm like wiping and i'm done and then i like go uh i'm like thinking i'm done anyway i was like one more time i was like in there and i'm like had a bunch of crap little crap on the side of my butt that like i didn't know was there like it was like (laughs) all in the hair and stuff right and i'm like i would have gone up and just like start gone throughout my day with a big chunk and uh, on the like kind of the side of the crack and i'm like this wouldn't have happened if i'd had my bidet so i used to have a bidet in my old house and i haven't we haven't gotten a new one yet and i'm like i need to get one and uh this is the problem uh so let's be honest nobody wants to admit it but everybody's been there yeah so it's true like i need i need something to really um get yourself clean when you hose it down it's hosed down and you know it's clean all right. It's not quite R-rated, but like PG-13. PG-13, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my children would be laughing hilariously at that. <laughs> That's the stuff that children's uh, comedy is made of right there. Indeed. Comedy gold right. for kids. I'm going to um, – yeah, I like to just jump into this. This usually gets the, the party started pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, like we said, uh, do we have activist judges on this panel and are they overstepping their bounds? I'm going to just jump into one of these questions. Let's see which one would be better here. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, let's let's go with Ryan's um, Ryan's question for Josh. Ryan or uh, Josh. Oh, oh, why do you have Ryan at the beginning of all these? I do. What? Okay. Which, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. No, this is, this is quite Josh's question for Ryan. I oh. got confused. Ryan, can we agree on the following as, can we agree on the following as the final arbiter of the law, the Supreme court is charged with ensuring the American people, the promise of equal justice under the law and therefore, and thereby also functions as a guardian and interpreter of the constitution. Can you agree on that statement? Hmm. Do you want me to repeat it? No, Josh. Explain. This should be a super softball. Okay, this is literally what it says over the Supreme Court as you walk in: is um, 
equal justice under the law or something like that, right? So what what does the Supreme Court do? Okay, can we at least agree on this? What is what should be their role? What their function is? Yeah, according their according their function is to interpret the law. Okay, yeah. So interpret the law, ensure that it's fair for everybody, and to interpret mm. the Constitution to make sure it's co- everything's constitutional. That okay. that is that's like that's their mandate. You don't yeah. agree with that? And, and well, I would well not fair for everybody, right? Yeah, but. that's the that's the kicker, Josh is they have made many bad decisions over the years that have not been fair for everybody. Uh, agreed. But this is what they're supposed to do. Uh, equal justice under the law. That's what it says on the arch as you walk in. Right. So we can certainly concede their job is to interpret the law. They're not yes. supposed to write the law. Agreed. They don't, they don't right? Because um, well, they, no, they don't literally they do. write it. They're not supposed to. Right. <clears throat> but they, they don't write laws. They write interpretations of laws. So they right. interpret the law. I think the idea would be on that second piece about like equal justice for all, the all has changed over the history of our country, right? So when it was first founded, the all would have been landed white men, right? So equal justice for all is just those who are recognized as, as people. <laughs> and that has actually changed over the history of our country. Originally, women had no rights and slaves had no rights. Uh, and if you weren't well, they, a landowner, They had some man, rights. They didn't have all rights. They didn't they had have all some rights, rights, right? So they, they didn't have the same rights that's, that's as actually important. the all, right? So, so, so I think you, in you, principle, that's what yeah, they're supposed to do. That's yeah. all I'm asking. I'm not saying that they've been perfect. Because so clearly they, they haven't, okay. right? Okay. But you're this is... agreeing. You're agreeing that that's their. That was what they're supposed to do. That's their function. In principle, I think that would be the ideal. Okay. Let, let, let's let's just do three points if we agree. Okay. On. Interpreting the law. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. That that is clearly their mandate. Trying to provide equal justice for all. Yes. Yeah, but like contextually and historically, that's but the, really okay. But the mandate. Now, I'm not saying that they've done it perfectly. Right. Um, but we also need to three, recognize that equal justice for all has changed, like who is included in all over time. That's okay, all I'm yeah. trying to say there. Okay. And they're, tra- they, uh, they're interpreters of the Constitution. They're making sure things are constitutional because that's what it's all based on. Yeah, now, you're you're not going to like that, but that is their no. That's what they're um, supposed to be doing. Yes, but but constitutional, right? Like we're getting it originalists versus people who actually think the constitution's a living document and and can be interpreted in light of, you know, the fact that it's 300 years old. Um, wow, you can't agree to that. Well, you because any No, no, no. The Supreme Court justices don't actually agree with that. Do the amendments the Liberals don't. No, no, no. Clarence Thomas doesn't. Do do the amendments count as part of the Constitution? You're asking they're, me. They're you're am- yeah, I'm asking you. Amendments to the Constitution, right? <clears throat> right. Yeah. So, so Clarence Thomas sense. would throw out almost all of them. Then he's a Supreme Court justice and an originalist, right? So when you say their job is to interpret the Constitution, what exactly gets included in the Constitution? Is it just the Constitution? Is it the Constitution and the amendments? And then, do you see what I'm saying? Because even among the Supreme Court justices, they don't agree on that. But it should be. This is fascinating. So, what do you think the Supreme Court should be doing? I guess I think they should be interpreting the law. That that's their job, right? The idea that 
only but not according to the constitution <clears throat> well wow. you know the constitution was written yeah. a long time ago josh you know if you look at That's what the sad. constitution includes uh it actually specifies that um what is it three-fifths of a vote is given to a uh, um, sure, and that was amended. A slave, right? That's my point, right? So we got to kind of change the Constitution and update that a little bit. It right? has been. That's what the amendments are. Okay, so that's what I was getting at. What is included? Is it the Constitution and all amendments? Oh, I, I would yes. think so. Okay, yeah, yeah. then if we go with that, then I'll say the idea is that they're trying to interpret the law and verify that laws do fit with the general framing of the constitution. Okay. Fair enough. Though how they think about that, the Supreme court justices disagree on a lot of those issues. I will uh, take that as an agreement. Ding, ding, <laughs> wow. Josh. That was such a softball and that was such a torturous response. I'm, I'm kind of shocked, but I guess I shouldn't be. All right. I'm going to move on to the next one. Uh, Josh, the Dobbs decision therefore removes any restrictions that can be placed on abortion and puts all those decisions into the hands of state legislatures. Uh, Josh, can we agree that this is what the Dobbs decision actually entails? You'll have to, Ryan, you'll have to explain what yep, the Dobbs I'm going to explain. Okay. So in preparation for our podcast tonight, I actually read the Supreme Court decision, which is Dobbs versus, you know, whoever. Um, so I, I read the new one. Dobbs yes, this okay. is the one that like, it, it's going to be the called the Dobbs happened. decision. Yeah, this is okay. the one that just happened. Um, it's like 230 pages. I didn't read all of it. This I read about 80 percent. This is the suit that provoked the decision the, to. Overturn. No, this is. Yes. Right. So this is the suit that they're deciding on that yeah. ultimately led to the overturning of Roe and Casey. Got it. Got it. Um, I didn't read the whole thing. I read about 80 percent. The last like 80 pages is the dissent. Okay. So that's actually the pages. Yeah. So that's the part that I didn't actually read. What's um, the I read of the suit uh, of the dissent uh, or the suit. Yeah. Uh, the suit is uh, Mississippi's legislature passed a law banning uh, saying, yeah, abortion abortions cannot be performed after 15 weeks. Right. Okay. And this is a challenge to Roe because Roe had it at a later time. So they passed the law. And somebody sued, and then it worked its way through the courts yeah. and made it all the way to the Supreme Court, right? Yeah. And that's how we end up with the decision that we've got. So I actually read it because I wanted to like make sure I had a clear sense of what was going on. Um, and for my first question to Josh, I just want to summarize what the Dobbs decision does. So this is the decision that they wrote and they released, okay? Obviously, the decision overturns Roe right? So Roe v. Roe v. Wade and the Casey decision. So the Casey decision mm -hmm. was about 20 years later and it's more complicated. It does some different things. Casey supported Roe, but modified it a little bit. Okay. So there are changes. Well, clarify it. it basically, it modifies it getting rid of the trimester language. And it yes. says if, if, if the fetus is viable, which nobody really uh, asked for this, but, but yeah, that, that, that's my understanding kind of what of. Casey did. Yeah. I mean, it changes the language a little bit. It also changes the justification for um, why abortion should be legal. So it changes it from a right to privacy to uh, the 14th Amendment and the Due Process Clause. So Casey changes the motivation for it, right? So there are a couple of interesting things there. Regardless, Dobbs overturns both of those, right? Mm -hmm. So both of those are prior Supreme Court decisions. They are precedent that have been thrown out by this court, okay? The Dobbs decision states that the legality of abortion should be left in the hands of the states 
period. Okay. So in the Dobbs decision, it does not say anything about anything about abortion that should be legal. It just says the whole question should be put in the hands of states. Yes. The Dobbs decision provides absolutely no protections for abortion at all. In other words, according to the Dobbs decision, it is now constitutional for a state to prohibit all abortions at every stage from conception on, and those states do not need to provide any exceptions for the life of the mother, for rape, for incest, or for fetal viability. Dobbs removes all protections for abortion, all of them. Okay? So that's all I wanted to just make clear and get agreement on, that the Dobbs decision does in fact remove any restrictions that any state could put on abortion. It just says you can do whatever you want. This is now a decision that is in the hands of the state. Okay. Can we agree that that's what the Dobbs decision does, Josh? You frame that. So I mean, the way you frame that, it's just so sneaky. The way you're, you're putting that up there. And again, you're, you're <laughs> focusing on that super minority of cases, the less than 1.5% of cases that are rape or incest or danger to the mother. You're framing it that that's what this is all about. It's, it, it's kind of disgusting how you framed that. Let me, let me counter with this because I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'll, I'll grant you. You better already. agree with me because this is just sheer fact. But this let me fact. counter with this. Do you like voting? Do you like that your voice matters? Do you like that you can vote? Do you like that if there's an issue, you can go and cast a vote about that? Yes or no? Sure. That's what what the Dobbs decision just did. Now you get to vote about something. Because before, it Mm. it was Supreme Court justices 50 years ago, whom you don't get to vote for established the law. You don't get a vote on that. They just decreed by fiat, this is the law, which is not what the Supreme Court does. This leads into my next one, actually. But I'll give you yeah. agreement. Yes, it, it, the Dobbs decision kicked, kicked the decision back to the states. Yes. And, and, and removed any protections, which means states could literally ban abortion, period, yes. with yes. no exceptions from conception. That'd be awesome. Right. right. We right. Okay. So right. let's they're, just be clear. they're basically saying the federal government isn't going to weigh in on this. This is a, we're going to like completely defer we're going to punt this to the, to the states. states. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. We got agreement. Ding ding, Ryan. Good job. Um, okay, Ryan. Can we yeah. agree that the Constitution makes no mention of gay butt sex? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, thought have, was, I thought that was a name. Know, I was like, Gary Butt. Okay. I think that would it. just be called anal sex. Um, uh, but it doesn't know. sound as funny. Does it make okay. does Does it, with your understanding of the Constitution, does it make any provisions for the protection of gay butt sex? That would be so cool if it did. Like the, the founders, right? They're all like, you know, one thing that we got to put in here is anal sex. Like we got to protect sodomy. Um, no, the, the Constitution does not have a provision protecting anal sex. No. Particularly oh, among man. gay men. Uh, yes. Ding, ding, ding. That was, that was the fastest agreement I think we've ever, <laughs> ever had in our podcast. Okay, so the, the liberals have been up in arms with the Dobbs decision saying, well, now they're going to go after Oberfeld, the, the gay marriage Ober- one. Obergefell, yeah. And then 
and they're going to go after um, Lawrence. Um, I think it's called Fudge Packer v. Texas. Is that what this one's called? Jeez. Cancel okay, me. Gosh. I made a gay joke. Uh, Lawrence v. Texas, which is no sodomy. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, that's interesting. And, and, and I've had people blowing up my Facebook feed saying, they're coming for all of these. Um, and uh, Thomas has said that we should come for all of these. The other uh, conservatives on the court, none of them are going to do it, right? But Thomas said we well, should go for these. We don't know, but Thomas in his concurrence did say that he wants to go after this. Yeah. Why? Okay, this is important to discuss. Okay, so Lawrence v. Texas. It, I mean, I, I'm using this one just because it's a, a funny one. I don't think anybody should go to jail for gay bot sex, right? Um, if you want to do that, do that. It's not my thing. But I don't think anybody should go for jail for that. But I do think this is bad law. It's bad legislation. The, the Constitution makes no mention of this. Right. Why? It, this goes back to what I asked Ryan a minute ago about voting. Um and maybe this is just a libertarian thing, but this really is how our system set up. Everything should be decided on the most local level possible. Okay. Um, if it can't be decided on the local level, then it should go, you know, if it can't be decided on the County then go to the state, then it can go up from there. Why is the Supreme court weighing in on this when states could weigh on this? And, and again, I get that liberals feel strongly about this. I, I wouldn't, if they strike this one down, Lawrence v. Texas, and it comes up in the state, I'll vote that we don't have uh, you know, legislation blocking sodomy. Okay, I, I don't think that's a good idea to put somebody in jail for that. But I don't think the federal government, on the federal level, the Supreme Court should be making these mandates. This doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, why so, are they weighing in on this stuff that can be decided on a lower level and should be decided on a lower level? Well. But it Let was decided on the lower level. Yeah. Well, what, 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 Tom? States are so like uh, legalizing gay marriage. And this is a thing, what, a decade and 2015. Yeah. 2015 is when it was, um, when the court decided that case. The court, yeah. And at yes. that point, there was. Um, most there were some states that had, no, states. not most states. Really? Most. No. It wasn't most. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, I thought it was most, but uh, at least the majority. Uh, they might have had the the majority might have had civil unions, right? But not same sex like same sex marriage. That sounds right, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I'd have to right. double check. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking that of civil unions, but um, that's so. I mean, I I'm thinking like the the federal court should weigh in when there's uh, like so. Say there's certain like Mississippi's like nope, we're not going to allow you know. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep slavery or something like that, right? Like, or we're gonna not gonna allow gay marriage or something like that. The federal court, like, what the the what should happen, right? Is the federal court should there would eventually a lawsuit would come up and then the federal court would decide on it and overturn it, right? Because that's well, this is what Josh is saying shouldn't happen. Um, well, that's well, no, what I'm, I'm saying. Give you like, an example that we they just uh, passed a ruling on that teacher that was praying. Out on the football field, football right? Football coach. Yes. Okay. This is provided for under the Constitution. The Constitution deals with, you know, the Establishment Clause and and um, right. Re- so you've religion, got all that stuff. So yeah. that is the Supreme Court's job to adjudicate to to interpret the the Constitution when it comes to a football coach praying on the field. That's the proper place of the Supreme Court. They're they're um, sort of for translating the Constitution, right? 
to mm. to interpret the law. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but they it sounds like be... you want your cake and you want to eat it too. Like, no, no. What's the difference between um, men in Texas who are having sex and Texas law that says this is illegal and that's why it eventually worked its way to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. right? So literally people busted down the door. They knew that there were two men in there who were having sex, bust down the door, they arrested them because under Texas law, anal sex was not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So they broke in, they did that. And of course there was a lawsuit and it goes first to local courts, then it goes to the state, you know, then district courts or whatever, and then eventually works its way to the Supreme Court. How is that any different than a coach praying on a football field what in What Washington does the Constitution state? have to say about it? So this is going to come down to whether or not you believe in the Constitution, I guess, or, or if well, that should be the adjudicating principle that we go by, because the, the Constitution says nothing about it, right? says so, nothing specific about anal sex, but it yes. doesn't say anything specific about prayer. It just talks about, prayer, about religion, about religion. Free, free, free exercise right? of religion. So this is where the interpretation comes in. Okay, that's what they're supposed to do is interpret things. So how, how do you, what, what statute are you going to use to interpret gay butt sex? Uh, this gets to my second point, actually. Then, then let's go there. Well, I want to hear. So we can agree that the Constitution doesn't say anything. Oh, you agreed. Yeah, we're done with that. Uh, yes, <laughs> there, there is no explicit reference to that in the Constitution. I think there should be. That would be awesome. <laughs> Okay, um, uh, let's, let's go. Let's let me, let's let's, let's let segue me, into this question. Then, let me. And, I, I forgot to read something. It's actually kind of important here. Well, all right. I'm not. I won't. I won't even read the whole thing. Basically, um, Alito's uh, his explanation. Okay. What What do you call it? His concurrence. Uh, or whatever. Well, Alito wrote the actual and, decision. So yeah, he wrote the decision. decision. Um, he talks about how when Roe was established. Ryan already mentioned this. It was kind of this is a right to privacy thing. Mm-hmm. That was the basis for no, it. Nobody, I mean, it, it's super vague. Well, let me just read it. The Constitution makes no express reference to a right to obtain an abortion, and therefore those who claim it protects such a right must show that the right is somehow implicit in the constitutional text. Roe, however, was remarkably loose in its treatment of the constitutional text. It held that the abortion right, which is not mentioned in the Constitution, is part of a right to privacy, which is also not mentioned. The Casey Court did not defend this unfocused analysis and instead grounded its decision solely on the theory that the right to obtain an abortion is part of the liberty protected by the 14th Amendment. Yes, and that's what I'm going to talk about. We discussed this theory in depth below, but before doing so, we briefly addressed one additional constitutional provision that some of the respondents to Michi uh, uh, have now offered as yet another potential home for the abortion right, the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. So we can talk about that right now. That's literally what I'm going to do. Let let me just mention this. I I had a long list. Well, not a long list. I had a list of of liberals who were pro-choice, right? And they all agreed that Roe and Casey are not founded in the Constitution. Uh, even longtime defender of the reproductive and women's rights, the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg agreed in 2013 that Roe was flawed. She would have preferred that the abortion rights be secured more gradually in a process that included state legislators, state legislatures and the courts. Ginsburg also was troubled that the focus on Roe was on a right to privacy rather than women's rights. Okay, mm-hmm. this is uh, Ginsburg's admitting right there Roe's bad legislation. It's not but based it's on not the legislation. It's bad law. Okay, bad law. But but that's that's the problem. It became it the, the well. I'll get to that in my third point. Let, when the Supreme Court becomes a legislative body instead of a judicial body and makes these decrees and makes laws, because that's basically what they did. Even Ginsburg said this is bad law. Even she agreed. But go to your go to your point. I think that Let's might do be it. A reach. Let's do it. Okay, Josh. 
Can we agree that Clarence Thomas does not think women have a constitutionally protected right to have their life saved by having an abortion? Okay, I, I got I to gotta break that down. What, what are we saying? Can we agree that Clarence Thomas does not think that women have a constitutionally protected right to have their lives saved by having an abortion? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so the Dobbs decision, of course, is it's a long decision. It's over 200 pages. It has the main decision, and then it has concurrences. So these are justices who are like, I agree, but I want to add something. And a couple of them do concur. And then there's a dissent by the three liberal justices. Okay. As Josh already mentioned, Clarence Thomas wrote a concurrence. So the concurrence is him saying, yes, I agree with the general decision, but here's where I disagree. And I want to make this clear. So one of the more interesting elements of the Dobbs decision is that Clarence Thomas wrote a concurrence that comments on the 14th amendment. Josh was just bringing this up, which was the primary justification for the Casey decision, not for Roe, as Josh already mentioned. Here is the passage from the 14th Amendment that is the key. It's not particularly long. There are multiple other passages. I'm not going to read them, but I think it's pretty straightforward to understand what this passage says, right? So quote, this is 14th Amendment. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. Fine. Pretty straightforward. Here's the next part that's key. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws, end quote. Okay, so this is the passage that Thomas is talking about that Josh was just talking about that Alito actually writes at length about in the actual decision. Here's where where this gets really interesting. Clarence Thomas's concurrence argues that states can deprive people of life, liberty or property so long as there is due process of law. He is taking issue with Supreme Court precedent that has used the due process clause to enshrine rights for people and then just rejecting that out of hand. Okay. Mm. In his mind, the courts don't give people rights. Legislatures do. Okay. In other words, if a state legislature decides that gay people should not be allowed to have sex, then that is due process of law and the Lawrence decision should be overturned. This is exactly what Josh was just talking about, right? The Lawrence decision is the decision that allowed everybody in the United States to be able to have anal sex. Okay. Right. And we're saying that could get overturned because that one isn't, there's no life. um, But that would refer to liberty, right? So there's a liberty piece in there. Liberty, right. So life, liberty, and property. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty broad. You can put a lot of things under life, liberty and property. Um, And this is what he's actually challenging as well. And Alito does, too. What do you mean by liberty? They want to put a very fine line on that and say, no, liberty doesn't include this. Right. Right. Liberty doesn't include the ability to have anal sex. Well, you're right, because life, liberty and property could be you can you could extend that to almost anything. Yes. Right. And so Thomas wants to cut this down and say the court doesn't get to decide any rights based on this. All those rights get passed to legislatures. So the Supreme Court is not going to protect anybody's right. Okay. Now now just pause and think about this for a second. Okay. Um, Likewise, if a state legislature decides that there should be no abortion exception for women whose lives are threatened by a pregnancy, according to Clarence Thomas, this is due process of law and those women's lives 
are forfeit and they have no constitutional protection under the constitution because mm-hmm. as he terms it, and this is a quote from Clarence Thomas, substantive due process is an oxymoron that lacks any basis in the constitution. So he's rejecting the 14th amendment. That's no. what he's doing. Yeah. Right. He's he saying, just said it has no basis saying, in the constitution. No, substantive uh, due process. That's, that's a, a legal term. I was trying to, I should have looked it up. It, it, uh, it is an oxymoron because it's either substantive okay. or it's due process, but so, th- that's, that's a legal term that they've been using. Um, to justify and, protecting people's life, liberty, and property, right? Uh, and he no, rejects that. To, to justify uh, ruling by fiat from the Supreme Court. That's, that's what he's saying. Uh, kind of. but Not, I mean, not kind of. Well, that's I, what it I've, is. I've got more quotes from him. In this I, there's, I just, there's all sorts of constitutional scholars that say that it is a dumb thing and that the Supreme Court should get a, do away with it because it, it's not due process. It's, it's this j- weird justification. And I'm, we should bring on an actual... Uh, constitutional scholar danny or somebody that knows this because this is a not a constitutional well, scholar but, let's uh well, let's uh, somebody better than us but but <laughs> the, the point is that this is a justification uh for the liberal supreme court to pass laws that they want i'll get to this in my okay. third one well let me let me summarize this because i just want to make sure we're all understanding so it's basically like the 14th amendment says there's protections for life liberty and property but, under but due process of due the law. process and and clarence thomas is saying the due process is is would be done with a state passing the law right and if a state was like well we're not going to give you any exceptions for abortions and even if you're going to die then um then and you're saying that that could create a uh, a problem right where well i mean it, it would challenge against the 14th amendment a- absolutely but yeah. Clarence Thomas is saying, nope, that's due process. We don't get to do due process. Okay, but- that's state legislatures. So he's rejecting the 14th Amendment. Is right, basically right. What so, he's it, so basically, if some women were dying, he'd always he'd be like, well, due process was done. Yeah, because the state, state legislature did that. And, yep. uh, and that's what they decided. Well, and- but this is precisely why this is a difficult moral situation, because you can make the exact same argument for the life of the child, right? Uh, yes, you can. Because there's no due process for the child if if the if the mother is unilaterally deciding to kill it, so you can you can run with this as long as you want. If I'm understanding okay. your question well, right, <laughs> right. Well, well, I want to quite get, finish so, what I was going to say. But oh, sorry. Okay, I, you got more. You want uh, a little bit just because way deeper than we should be going. No, but, okay. I don't think it is. I, I really don't because I, I think this gets to the whole reason, the whole, the whole big question. So we'll just we'll get to that right. He later writes, quote, because the due process clause does not secure any substantive rights, it does not secure a right to abortion, end quote. Basically, his argument is that courts do not decide to protect rights based on due process that is in the hands of legislatures, and state legislatures can, in the case of abortion, deprive women the right to life so long as there is due process, meaning they legislated. Mm. Here's one final quote from Thomas in his concurrence making this point, quote, considerable historical evidence indicates that due process of law merely required executive and judicial actors to comply with legislative enactments and the common law when depriving a person of life, liberty, or property. So, end quote. So literally what he's saying is all this due process of law thing means is as long as the state legislatures say it, then that's due process of law. And people have to comply even when it comes to violations of life, liberty, or property. That's literally the quote that he just put in here. I'm not a legal scholar. 
right? Uh, so Josh is right. We probably should bring in a legal scholar. But what he basically just wrote is, saying. it's a direct quote from his concurrence, right? Like I'm literally mm-hmm. quoting him. He's saying all the due process is, if the state legislatures pass it, they can, that's due process, deprive people of life, liberty, and property. So the, the interpretation here is exactly what I said. Can we agree that Clarence Thomas does not think women have a constitutionally protected right to life, having their life saved by having an abortion? It's not, it's not constitutional. It's not. I agree with your, I completely agree, Ryan. I don't think so. You know? That's what he's saying. He's saying that we're, as a Supreme Court, we are not going to protect women's lives if a state decides that their life is forfeit because they want to get an abortion to save their life. Okay. Josh does not agree. Well, I, well, I don't know. I mean, essentially, that's, that's, that's what, what he said. could happen. Because and that's what the Dobbs decision did. Yeah. And, that's, and I agree with the Dobbs decision. It should be down to the state because, well, yeah. We're going, we're going down. All right. Road. We're going, we're going to move a quasi agreement. Cause that kind of feels like a reach, but you guys in your <laughs> agreement crap. All uh, right. I'm, I'm moving on. Right. Ryan, can we agree that the left tends to see the Supreme court as a legislative cudgel rather than a judicial body? So okay. they, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. This is in my mind, this is the most important distinction we should make here. Well, the conservatives have a supermajority right now. We could pass any law that we wanted. We could do whatever we wanted right now, right? Wait, you hold on. In, in Supreme court. court doesn't pass laws, right? That's You're, that's the idea. But what did saying, what did the liberals do when they had the majority? They passed a law, and you can you can finagle around that however you want. But they passed a law saying abortion's legal, and states cannot touch it. That's what. That's what the liberals did 50 years ago. Yes or no? They didn't pass a law. They don't pass laws. They interpret laws. So their interpretation was X. And that gave people the right. We all get it. But what they did made it the law of the land. that Made it the the interpretation of the law of the land. Yes. But the the Supreme Court ruled by fiat. You can twist that however you want. That uh, states cannot say abortions are illegal. They did that. Up now, to a certain point with all sorts of restrictions. Sure, but they did that. Now, what did okay. the conservatives do when they when they got the majority and could do something about this? What we could have done is say, no, abortions are all illegal on the federal level. And if you do it, you know, states have no say in it. If you have an abortion, you're going to jail. They could have done that. Instead, what did the conservative justices do? They said, this is bad legislation. Let's send it back to the states where it belongs. Okay, so the liberals bad legal interpretation. Sorry, you keep calling it legislation. It's driving me bonkers. Yeah, everybody knows what it's going and it is law. Um, So do you see the difference of what the the liberals did and what the conservatives did? The liberals used the judicial body as a legislative body to to promote their agenda and to put into place their interpretations of the laws that become the law. The conservatives said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to rule according, because I would guarantee, uh, with maybe the exception of Roberts, all the other conservative justices are pro-life, right? And they would like They're to see... anti-abortion. Let's call yeah. it what it is. And- Fine, anti-abortion. Yeah. So they would like to see uh, legislation in place 
that would uh, very much restrict abortion. They would all like to do that, right? But because they're actual judges and they're not uh, being activists, they got rid of the bad legislation and threw it back to the states. But we could You're saying it's better because they, they instead of doing enacting something, they just uh, deferred that back to the states. Well, instead of being and, activists, that's better. again, they could have just swapped the whole thing. They could have right. got rid of Roe and said, nope, abortion's illegal. Okay, they right. could have done that because it's now because like California, it's still legal, and in Oregon, it's still legal to have an abortion, yes. right? And it's going to be, uh, you know, more, probably more than half of the U.S. It'll it'll still be legal. Well, every, everybody right. will have varying degrees of when it's, you know, right. when you can right. get rid of a fetus or whatever. Okay, exactly. Uh, so the conservatives put it back to the people, gave the people the power. The uh, liberals just took the power. They just said, nope, we're we're right. And, and what are the numbers right now? 75% or 75, 70-something percent of people in the U.S. want some form of restriction on abortion, okay? Wait, um, you're framing it that way? So you could also frame it as 75% of Americans want access to abortion, okay, whether fine. there's restrictions but, but they or want, not. But they want some sort of restriction, okay? Okay, that's fine. But the and vast majority of Americans want access to abortion, the sure. vast majority. Okay, right. fine. So, yeah. so now they now they get a vote on that instead of just having a Supreme Court of of five conservative judges saying nope, no abortion because that's what the liberals did, and that's what the liberals do. They they use these they use anything they can as a cudgel to to push their their side. And you you're not <laughs> going to agree with me, but that is what happened. The liberals used it as a cudgel to say this is what we want, and oh. the conservatives went. No, we think the people should have the power. Josh, I thought your question was saying, does the left view the the conservative leaning Supreme Court as the legislative? Council? No, just and, the Supreme and Court. You're that's saying why they, they okay? That's that why they, they want they, to pack. I mean, like Focahontas was saying today, and AOC is saying, let's pack the court. Pack uh, the court, and they want to throw because, a couple more con- li- yeah, liberal judges. We need on. to yeah. we need to take this back because they're getting rid of the legislation we like. And I know Ryan said not legislation, but it is. It's law. It's, it's the law. It's the law. It's their it's interpretations, interpretations of the yeah. law. Okay, fine. But, yeah, but it's still the law. But right, it's it's. Um, so this, you, is, this is interesting because it goes back to the question we were talking about of truth. And how we seem to live in a world where we have two different truths. And that's, that's the same thing as the interpretation, right? Of like, we have these two that interpret laws very differently, conservative and liberal judges, and they can kind of see it in almost in any way they want to. Right. Um, So it's, it's very interesting. Um, All right, Ryan, what do you think? Do they? Um, Yeah. So I, I want to concede something um, that I, I, I hope Josh recognizes, like this is an olive branch. When I read Alito's you know, decision in Dobbs, um, I think I ultimately was convinced that Roe was a bad decision. Okay, good. Okay. I, I, I think good. that's actually fairly compelling. And like you said, you know, lots of other justices, lots of left-leaning commentators, you know, legal experts, I think agree with that. I think Casey's a better decision. I don't know that it's perfect. He fights really hard. He fights really hard to undermine Casey in there. I think Casey's a better decision uh, in part for this 14th amendment stuff that I'll come back to with my third point. I'll I'll grant that it is slightly better. It has some basis, a, a, a better legal basis for the decision they came to, but it's still not 
still wasn't good. It was still. I think uh, it was better, but but that's fine. So it was still I, judicial legislation. Okay. Um, so so I am trying to make like olive branch here that I I can see some of the points that Alito is trying to make. I don't know if you read uh, Robert's concurrence, but I he had a middle path. He had a middle path here that I thought was really though. interesting. Uh, no, what was what it? He was saying his middle path was um, to change the language on like when it's acceptable, right? So to basically pull that out of Roe versus Casey, so states have greater say over when it's um, not acceptable, but not to just be like, <laughs> no, you know, abortion can be completely banned. He's like, that's way too big of a step, and it's basically all based on precedent. He did not want to throw two major cases of precedent just right out the window, which is what Dobbs does, right? Um, there's a term for it. It's, it's like, I would say 30% of Alito's decision is addressing why they're dismissing precedent. And it's a big deal, right? You uh, don't really want to dismiss precedent. It is a big but, deal, Josh. Don't try and undermine that. No, he spends 30% it, of his decision okay. saying, this is why it we're going to disregard. It sets a bad precedent. Be- Bingo. Good one, Tom. Yeah, good one. Did, yeah. Absolutely. That was very uh, good. But, but uh, you can make the counter argument that what was the precedent before Roe? Okay. The precedent for a couple hundred he years spends, was abortion was illegal. Okay, yeah, so, no, so, it was more complicated than that. And he tries to, he tries to weasel around that a whole bunch. Who? Lots Alito of states, or Roberts? No, Alito. Lots of states did say that abortion was illegal, except to save the life of a mother. That, and he admits that, but then he glosses sure, over fine. that and keeps saying, the vast majority of states made it illegal. It was illegal. It was illegal. Common law said it was illegal. But they always had provisions to protect the lives of women, uh, of living women. And Dobbs doesn't do that. Um, okay. would, you be, would you be okay with it if, if it made that one exception? If we said, if the mother's life in danger, then, uh, then yeah, you can do the abortion thing. But the rest of them... Back to the states. Would you be okay with it then? Uh, let's get to my third point. Okay. Uh, always where it comes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, this, um, this, this is always the problem with the liberal argument here. They hide behind the holy, unholy triumvirate of danger to the mother and incest and rape. And we've already established on the podcast that that's one percent of abortions. So it is a minority of abortions, but I, I've got it's one percent, not a minority. It's it's almost negligible. And I would grant you all three of those. I've said this before. If you would just call the other ones what they are, but go go to your third point. No, okay, Ryan. Do I want to? Did do you agree that that it's that the left leading Supreme Court? Kind nah, of used I think Josh is, is their interpretation was more yeah. of a cudgel. I, I, I would agree with Josh if he said both sides see the Supreme Court as activist. To just say that only the left sees it as a tool to get what they want, come on. There's been a, literally a 50-year initiative by conservatives to pack the court so they could overturn Roe. Uh, that's been the whole purpose. The court, not to pack the court, to retake the court. That's, that's different. They're not packing the court. It, would you We're say not that, adding justices. No, whatever. They're putting enough justices on to... to to legislate, to use Josh's term, to push their agenda. That's what they're doing. Um, but but it was honestly, to, it was to allow my, people to vote. Do you not see the distinction? It's yeah, a, it's do, a minor. Do you like? Do you like not the, minor at all? It's huge. It's absolutely minor. You think really? So what about their other decision that just said uh, coaches can pray on the field? 
right? They didn't. Decision? They didn't punt that back to the leg- to state legislatures. They no, made that it's, decision. It's, it's obviously it's called for in the Constitution. The Constitution very clearly covers religion and prayer. All right, let's go. Let's move on, Josh. <laughs> Josh, can we agree that women should have the right to life, even if that means having an abortion to save their lives? Yeah, I've already said, if you would get rid of the other 99% of abortions, I'll give you that one. No problem. Lock, stock, and barrel. Okay. So here's my very relatively quick uh, last point. If the 14th Amendment protects the right to life, but Dobbs does away with that protection for women, which it does, I think the only logical conclusion is that the Dobbs decision is not a reasoned, logical, or well-founded legal decision, but rather political activism. So, Josh, can we agree that women should have a right to life, even if that means having an abortion to save their lives? And if you agree with that, I've got a second piece that I'd like to see if you could agree with, too. Oh, a surprise. Your bonus question. Bonus question. Digging in the knife. So you agreed to the first part, yes? I agreed to that one last time we talked about yeah. that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. So if we can Give agree to that, barb. then can we conclude that the Dobbs, that the Dobbs decision is A – a clear statement that women once pregnant have no rights as stated in the dissent. Okay. And this is a quote from the dissent today. The court says that from the very moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of end quote. So that was written in the dissent and B is the end result of years of political activism by right-wing conservatives to undo progressive Supreme court decisions like Roe, but also to outlaw contraception, which Thomas wants, uh, anal sex, which Thomas wants to outlaw, and same-sex marriage, which he also wants to outlaw. Uh, no, because he doesn't want to outlaw any of those. He wants to kick them back to the states, to the most which local effectively level outlaws could. them. No, which Who's effectively going, what state is going to outlaw butt sex? It was outlawed in Texas, and How my guess ago? is Mrs. Uh, that was the 1990s. When Lawrence was decided, we're not talking outlawed. 60 years ago. It was in the 1990s. 1990s. Wow, I'm pretty sure. Let me double Fine. check. I, but I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure. Still, I'm still okay with it because I'm a libertarian. You should be deciding this as local level as possible. And if your state de- does something, it was you don't decided like, in 2003. Wow. So the case started in the 90s. Texas was. Were they prosecuting was, people in the 2000s? I'd love to know that. Uh, I don't know. Okay, but uh, if you live in a state where they're going to prosecute you for doing something you like to do, there are 49 other states to move to. But but let me address your – okay, what was your first <laughs> really? question? Really? Uh, my first question. You, had, you, you threw too much at me there. I threw two in. What about the okay. women? Sorry, I keep writing all this. I got I thoughts. But yes. Okay. So, Josh, where, where are we at on this? Well, so, I, the first question. You agreed. So, you agree okay. that woman, woman's life should be safe. Okay. Is, so the, is the Dobbs decision, A, a clear statement that women – once pregnant, have no rights, as stated in the dissent. Quote, okay, no. today the court says that from the very moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of, end quote. Well, because that's not what it's doing. It's just kicking it back to the states to yeah. decide. And, it's and not saying, see, no, you clear don't have federal, rights. Federal rights, right? Yeah. No federal rights. That's, it's not saying that at all. And my further problem with that is you wouldn't even define on the podcast what a woman is. So, so. You're really going to make an intellectually honest argument that, that now we Sounds can define like what a woman is in this legislation because we're pissed about it. But when we're trying to push our trans stuff, you can't define what a woman is and men can get pregnant. So 
Can we call that the red herring that it is and get back to the real question? No, because it's not a red herring because it's, it's, totally drives me, it's double speak on the part of the left. So they can, not at all. They can frame the, uh, the, that particular argument however they Fine. want. I'll In replace woman argument, with mother. How's that? Do you? It, it doesn't work for the left because now it's birthing parent. Now they um, want you to use birthing parent because they Josh, want to say that many stop with the, these bizarro anti-trans not. talking points. Do you uh, agree, no, Josh? I don't. I don't agree at all. Not with that. You don't agree that what the decision does is says no, a pregnant just, woman has no rights. No, that's not what it says at all. It that's says absolutely what it says no, that the federal the government does not decide. get to dictate. So the federal government does not get to dictate this. Um, federal government doesn't get to dictate that a pregnant woman it's all that is not a dumb dumb reach reach. it is i'm sorry should should okay let's ask it a different way should the courts guarantee that women have the right to life what courts every court court in the every court in the country should women have a right to life (sighs) it's it's a very simple question and i get that you're like that's one percent no, of course they should. And that should be decided all the way up because it's, a, it's the 14th Amendment. That's part of the Constitution, as you stated earlier. The, the Constitution says, if we're including the amendments, that's why I care about this, that we should protect people's right to life. Okay, and Thomas sure. is saying, nope, uh-uh. That's state not legislatures. what he's saying. He's saying he's, you should go back to the state. Right. And you're, states you're, can say, this is like, you don't have a right to again, life. This is the problem with arguing with with somebody on the left about this because you're just hiding behind this tiny little minority. Uh, what, what are the, what's the percentage of women who actually are uh, in danger with pregnancy? It's, it's so minuscule. You don't agree. Josh. You don't no, agree. That's not what he's saying. He's I saying totally that, agree with him. Do, do you, do you <laughs> think that, that Thomas wants these women to die? Is that really the, the straw man argument you want to paint there that he I, wants these I'm women not, to die? I'm not saying that. What he's effectively doing is saying the the federal government does not get to recognize a mother's right to life. That's what he's doing. That's silly. That's silly. Silly Uh, or not, it's a fact. That's what he's doing. No agreement. Sorry, Ryan. No agreement. Um, Well, partial agreement because he agreed that women should have a right to life. Yeah, he agreed. He just doesn't agree that the conservative justices just did away with bonus bonus points for your bonus. Okay, fair enough. All right, Uh, Tommy's take. Yeah, you want Tommy's take, or do you want? uh, Do you want to? Well, I think we went through our points, right? So let's do Tommy's take. All right. Uh, So I, yeah, I actually totally agree with Ryan on both those, those second and third question, and. Uh, so this is interesting because yes, it w- basically was saying a pregnant woman has no rights. I think the way you put it was perfect in the, in the federal on a federal level, right? Because it's in being interpreted at the state level. And, and, but I thought what you even said, Ryan was good was because you said most States have a provision to protect the life of the mother um, before roads. So, so like, they're taking it into consideration. Now, if you had a state that was like, like you kind of hypothetically were saying, we're like, no, you have no rights. That would be a big deal, right? I and think you, so. As soon as you had the first mother I, I, die. I think so too. I agree with that. That's a, that's a problem. Well, yeah. I mean, as soon as you had the first mother die, right? This would be a big thing and you would have Agreed. to address it. I agree with that. And then, so you're, I think you're on more on board, Josh, if you think about it. But, but um, no, except I, I, when I, due pro- so the other part was due process. 
because due process has been considered in the state law. Now, what's going to happen is this is what I this is what I predict is there will be a suit that eventually comes to the court that says that due process is not being considered in some situation. You know, it's going to be some weird situations Possible. that are yeah, and then and then this law is going to evolve more, right? We're going to see some further evolution with the law. Um, let, let, let me just clarify my stance here because I feel okay. like I'm being painted. Oh, poorly well, here. Hang on, hang on. You you can put that in your closing statement. Okay. I, I like All right. Finish. Go ahead. The, in the end, I, so the, I, one of the questions was, um, because yeah, I I think um, what we've become was we've become more nuanced. We're we're more nuanced at the state level, and I actually think that's good. And because yeah, I think and I think Ryan's right. I think there is going to be a state that's going to be crazy on this on one side and there are going to be consequences for that but i mean i think that's that's we have that with tax laws and we have that with everything and there and there'll be an issue that pops up with that right and there's we have loose crime laws right and there are consequences for that people are dying and it's like yeah that's different gun laws in every state good point right and i'm just saying that's that's the way it is and and like i don't know um if this uh one of the things was is like I've heard crazy stuff happen. Talk, people talking about crazy stuff of like they're going to record our information and then they're going to release it and they're going to be like you know um, uh, uh, charging us. Uh, we're going to get convicted because we reported something here. And in fact, I was talking with my brother's girlfriend and she was like, she was like, oh yeah, this is scary. I'm like, well, if you really want to, you could just like go to the other state and go yep. do this, right? And she was like, yeah, but what if like I get come back and I get reported? I'm like, who's going to report you? And they're like, she's like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm like, like you're going to go back to your OBGYN. They're going to be like, you were pregnant a year ago <laughs> and now you're not. And I was like, I, I just, to me, I feel like it's a lot of, to me, this was like a lot of the mask mandates um, that I've seen lately where it was like, you, I think I was talking about this where like the people went into the restaurant and then they were like, no, you have to wear, you have to have your, your COVID passport. And they just showed them their phone and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you. Yeah. And it was sort of like, it's a law, but not being enforced. I would be like, I've already even read some articles about people saying, well, we're not even going to enforce it. And I would be surprised if I saw many people, you know, like people being turned in because they got an abortion out of state and someone found out, you know, I'd be like shocked, right? This is like weed where people go over the border to get the recreational weed and they come back and you're like, you know, it's, it's a, a million, tons of people are doing it. And it, I don't think it's being um, prosecuted that much. Um, anyway. And then, so, and then the last is like, yeah, it, well, yeah, I'll just leave it there. I actually think this was less of a big deal than I think think that it's being made out to be right and i because i've read several articles that are like horror stories of what like the country's about to turn into and mm-hmm. i'm like i don't think it's actually going to change that much but um you know maybe late stage abortions in some conservative states are it's going to be hard to do and they're going to have to make like they're going to travel further they're going to go somewhere to have that happen and i'm like i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing uh, so um anyway uh adding a little friction to the to getting the abortion late stage abortion but anyway all right that, that's my that's tommy's take um so because ryan or josh you were like this is a this is you're giving an easy one for ryan i'm like i actually don't think it's that oh, no i was just making a joke about that oh were you okay because I, I, like, I, hey. I i had missed that you had written the question i thought oh. ryan had had 
always that, putting uh, in his own questions. Yeah, oh, I thought he had written the question. I was like, "Is this Tommy's it. job?" And then I scrolled back to the the text, and I was going, like, oh, "Tommy did write that one." So uh, yeah. I was just making a joke. All right, all right, Josh. Um, well, well, let's. You're clarifying because you feel like you're being stereotyped into something. Well, here. my problem with Ryan's take on that third one is just I, I feel like he's just saying Alito wants these women to die, and that's that's like one of these weird things that the left and the pro-choice people do is you want women to die. No, I don't want women to die. That's, that's stupid. Okay. Um, when the decision came out last week or whenever it did, um, I saw this really cool post on Facebook from a conservative and he said, you know, I, I think this is a moral good thing. I like this, but I'm not going to crow about it because I understand that there's an awful lot of people on the left who, their principle is that they're just concerned about women and I'm not going to, to be a bad winner about this and make fun of them. They're, they're really they feel deeply about concerns. this. They're yeah. genuine concerns. I respect that. And I do respect that when if, if, for the people that that's the case, that's not the case for everybody on the left. A lot of people just want abortion on demand and they're really cool with killing babies and they see no moral quandary with this. And and this is an outreach, and Ryan hates this, but this is an outreach <laughs> of, of you know, like the left's uh, push for hookup culture, right? They they don't want any. Which doesn't exist, but that's okay. Doesn't exist. Nope. What world are you living? Keep in? going. Keep going. Wow. <laughs> uh, but it's, I, called, I it's called reality, where I look at the statistics and see that younger oh, people sure. are having less sex than people in our generation. Sure. Whatever. Um, okay, sorry. That, we'll just ignore I, statistics. You just, just frame this anyway. I'm not going to go there right now. It makes me too mad. I largely agree with Tom. I don't think much is going to change. I think the left's throwing a big deal about this, and they're burning up all of all of these uh, um, delivery centers and raiding the Arizona Supreme Court. Whatever they're doing, all the stuff that they accused us of doing on January 6th or doing it all now. I don't think much is going to change. I think this is going to go to the states. The states are going to come out with reasonable legislation and say, uh, let's not do late-term abortions because that's freaking horrifying. I don't think much is going to change. Um, but we got rid of some bad legislation. It's good. Good job. Thanks, cool. Trump. Good job, Trump. <laughs> Thanks, Trump. All right, wow. Ryan. All right, Ryan. <laughs> um, so one just quick point of clarification. The, the current estimate is that 26 states are going to ban abortion almost entirely with the exception potentially of when a mother is going to die. So when you say not much is going to change, we're effectively saying that in those 26 states, it's going to be impossible for anybody to get an abortion unless they can prove that the mother's life is at risk. Good. Um, okay. You can say that's good, but that is change. That is massive change. Okay. So good. I don't, I don't think it's going to be as drastic as you said, by what Tom said, people are just going to go to the next state over. But uh, if it does, fantastic. We're saving babies. We're saving yeah. minority babies. Left should love this. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, okay. keep going, Ryan. Uh, I'm trying. Somebody is throwing <laughs> conservative got a, talking got a points. I've got a heckler in the room today. Um, I mentioned to my wife, my who is a genetic counselor, um, that we were going to talk about this. And I said, you know, I learned something else in reading the Alito decision. And that's that when that decision came out, and it, it has actually changed a little bit, I think, since he wrote it, right? So he wrote it back in January or whatever. But um, 
at the time that he wrote this, it was something like less than 10 countries around the world allowed abortions after 20 weeks. Okay. So the vast majority of developed countries do allow some form of abortion, but often there is a restriction and the restriction may be 15 weeks, maybe 18 weeks, something like that. It was only about 10 countries that actually didn't have a restriction. And the U.S. Was clo- or didn't have a restriction uh, or the restriction was after 20 weeks, right? And the U.S. was in that because of Roe. So Roe put it after 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I were discussing this and she said, well, you know, as a genetic counselor, she deals with fetal abnormalities, right? So often these are abnormalities that a fetus has. Some of them are lethal, right? The, the baby is going to die. It's just going to die. She said a lot of those fetal abnormalities can't be detected until somewhere between 12 and 18 weeks. So the Mississippi law, and I didn't even get to this point, the Mississippi law that was written and led to the Dobbs decision changed the um, date by which you could have an abortion to 15 weeks. Okay. Yeah, right, and right. Roberts actually was like, fine with that. Like, let's just change the date. But no, what they did is said, nope, we're going to throw this back to the states. And a bunch of states have said, okay, then we're just going to make it so no one can get an abortion. So basically what we're saying is, a woman who finds out that her baby has, I don't know, trisomy 13, right? So it's a lethal condition. She finds it out at week 17, okay? And she's right. living in Mississippi. Right. Um, she now has to carry that child to term. Right. Or, or go someplace that'll allow it. Wait, you right. said it's fetal or it's fatal for the baby? Yes, it's fatal. The, baby, the baby's going to be dead. There, there are a number of conditions where this is the case. And what right. my wife was saying is when you pass these, this legislation, you're basically telling all of these women who are going to have uh, a baby with, you know, um, anaphyl- uh, ana- oh, anaphylactic, not anaphylactic, it's ana- ancentesis. They have no brain. Mm. Okay. So this is a genetic condition where the, the baby brain, has no brain, brain or the brain is outside. Right. Um, so this baby's dead or it's, you know, it's functionally living, but as soon as you pull it out of the womb, it's so, going to die within days. They're all going to be forced to carry these child, these children to term if they cannot afford to fly to New York or they can't afford to fly to California or you know, go somewhere else. They're all going to, and I get Josh, you're saying those are the exceptions. There is no provision the for the exceptions, it's, it's, but well, they're not well, making provisions for these. No, well, Do you see okay, what I'm saying? Yes. I, and, uh, and, those are, and those right. are all of the abortion cases that my wife deals with. So I think that's the due process suit that I was just talking about that I predict you'll get some edge case scenario that's going to come up and said, Hey, your due process hasn't accounted for this. And it'll go to the Supreme Court, right? How how many people the Supreme Court currently is just going to punt? How many people do you personally know that wouldn't be okay with that? That if there's some crazy thing going on where they wouldn't say, Oh, let's make an exception. The this crazy flaming liberal I was talking to the other day. He's like, yeah, the, the Mormon church is actually really good on this because they're, they're really cool about making exceptions when it comes to abortion. They're anti-abortion, but when it comes to the life of the mother or whatever, they're really, yeah, I don't know that the LDS church's current position would account for what I just described. Okay. Right. It's a rear, it's a do- totally off. Case. No, it actually, it actually would. Cause they say if there's any kind of medical de- decision, it should be the family and the doctor making it. That's actually the, the stance, which, I, I don't personally know anybody that's so flaming, crazy Christian or whatever you want to call it, so zealous in any belief where they'd say, no, if the baby doesn't have a brain, you got you to gotta go full term. Okay. Who the going to say that? And it, maybe Josh, it, I maybe agree with happen. you. Maybe it'll but, happen. But the but law has no provision for that right now. 
okay, so right. it will. As Tom's saying, it'll go back to the states, and then they'll start making their legislature, so and, and somebody will go uh, to the doctor and find this, and then they'll go, hey, well, we need to make an exception, and then they'll start making provisions for it. You're you're making these impassioned <laughs> pleas on these super edge cases, and you're not talking about the other eight hundred thousand babies that are that are being killed out of convenience. You hate that phrasing, but that's what it is, and that's what. That's what I care about. Let's look at the statistics. And you're making impassioned pleas about these really sad edge cases. Agreed. I, I agree with you 100%. That's a sad case. And I don't know how your wife deals with that because that would wreck me. That would absolutely wreck me. But it's, it's, it's an excuse. It's, it's like a cop-out. It's, it's hiding behind it. And, and we, I, I agree, we've already talked about this. I agree with you on, on that stuff. We should have provisions. This is nuance. They're, they're we we don't right now is the point. Right. Well, we will. Right. Well, you'll have some mom take it full term, right? Some dead baby. Yeah. And then and then people will be like, oh, we've got to come up with a... Well, hopefully it doesn't even go that far. Well, I mean, people are fairly reasonable. You're, you're painting everybody as <laughs> I don't crazy think people jealous. are necessarily reasonable on this one. The other, the other edge case, if you will, that just came up, a friend of mine posted this. Uh, who, he's actually a libertarian, but he posted this and said, this is going to be one of the issues that comes back and bites the Dobbs decision. A woman was arrested for miscarrying. So she miscarried her child and somebody accused her of having had an abortion. Can you tell the difference? Well, but how do you tell the difference? Right. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know. I, There's not an easy way. I mean, you have a miscarriage, right? So people know she's pregnant right. and then she miscarries right. the child and That's somebody crazy. accuses her of abortion. She got three years for that. Oh, Interesting. That's so great. we have them at both ends, right? So there's going to be these challenges of people getting a miscarriage and somebody's like, I knew you were pregnant and you didn't want that baby. You had an abortion. And they're going to be like, I didn't have an abortion. I had a miscarriage. How do you tell the difference? Okay. So those are going to get legal challenges. And the current course yeah, is just, current court. Yeah. But the current court is just going to punt back to the States. That's the issue. Right. right. So if the state says, no, she, this is our position. She was convicted Again, and got three years. She was convicted I, I and got three years. I don't know that they will punted back to the states because they got rid of bad legislation and you agreed roe was roe was roe was poorly decided was or poorly the, decided. the justification was pretty poor okay. casey so was better though so and but, they but overturned casey too not that much better casey oh, situates it in the 14th amendment which is the very issue that we were talking about it basically says women still have a right to life and they're like no mm-mm. that's not i mean it, it's the straw man argument you're making it's it is not a straw man they're saying that the first amendment does not guarantee the right i'm not saying that i'm saying the federal government is not guaranteeing a woman's a pregnant woman's right to life if they're not going to protect it's been due process right and i agree i totally agree and yeah i I completely agree well i think we found our impasse I think we found some common ground, but now that's going to be our impasse that I don't, I don't, I feel like you're painting the conservative justices as being anti-women and wanting to kill people. And that's just not the case. Mm. That that may not be the case for some of them. I think Clarence Thomas is straight in that because he he immediately went after like three hot button issues, right. That are progressive issues. He's like, we need to overturn same sex marriage. We need to overturn, contraception, the right to contraception, and we need to overturn 
gay sex on on the basis that the federal uh, that shouldn't be decided on the federal level by the Supreme Court. They should be state issues. That's his reason. Why why did he he hate gay people? Why didn't he go after um, interracial marriage? I don't know. Is he married to a white woman? He, he is. is. Interesting, <laughs> right? So that's pretty convenient that he's like, I'm going to go after three issues that are hot button issues for conservatives, but this whole interracial marriage thing? No, 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 no. We're not going to touch totally that. Totally good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah activist, activist judges, are they activists? Come on. He it, straight well, up said his agenda is. He put his agenda right in his concurrence. That's interesting. His agenda was to send things back to the states. Damn him! Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah I, that's interesting. Well, that was cool. I actually learned that a lot, and that was. Uh, um, uh, and again, I think we got a lot of agreement. So, um, but that was very interesting, and and that's really what I want to get down to was yeah, like what was the gut, what was their thinking, and was it correct? Um, and so that that was interesting. The and it's I, I it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And cause I know there's going to be a couple cases in some conservative States that are going to flare things up again. Right. Cause they're going to be like, ah, this woman died or whatever. Right. And, and they're going to, these things are going to come. It's going to be interesting to see how the States handle it. And then, and how the Supreme court deals with it in the future. So but anyway, I thought it was, I was fascinating to me. So I thought that was, that was a fun episode. And I think, like I said, I think we got mostly agreement from each other. So I actually didn't like this episode because I don't understand the, you know, the law well enough to, to really feel like I had a, like a really perfect grasp on this. Not uh, that I understand anything that well, but this one was hard, I guess is what I'm saying. This was yeah. way harder than normal. And I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but yeah, I have cool. to admit it took me a long time to read that decision. Yeah, you were it's you, huge. You, you had done some digging, so. yeah. And I, I had a little time to skim it, and I heard some people talking about it. You know, I was listening to some podcasts, but this is—I guess there's a reason we have professionals trying to determine this crap. This is, mm-hmm. this yeah. Is I, I thought because I, I mean, I admit, I think Ryan was disadvantaged on this one. This one was skewed more toward. It was, I, in my opinion, but like, why? Well, I think I, I agreed. I, I, I mean, like everything Ryan brought up, I totally agreed with. And it sounds heartless, but I think it's what you were saying, Josh. They're just deferring it down to the state level. And the state, states, most states have provisions for most of this stuff. And there's going to be some weird outliers. But I yeah. think that's just like, like, it's kind of what we're saying. It's just like anything. It's like, well, oh, they have different gun laws and they have different things in those lives and that's why you live in that state or this state or not this state right it's that's well, sort of like it's all built in so if you look I at the inverse like, of what happens there if we just decide to decide everything on the federal level you're especially with the supreme court who you don't vote for your vote doesn't mean anything you, you suddenly have no voice but if you get to go to the you know your county council meeting and yell at your county councilman you have a voice i don't have a voice in the supreme court but i do have a voice up at the county council building. So I, I, I absolutely agree with, with the idea of throwing it back to the States. And I agree with Ryan there, there will be some injustices, but I think it's, I think it's worth it. I think it's far more important that the people have a voice um, as sucky as that will be for that first lady that Tom's talking about, who's going to carry a baby to term and it's going to cause legislation, but it's, it's too important that we have a voice. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. That was a fun one. We'll talk to you later. Josh, we may not always agree when it comes to politics, even though we're trying, but there is one thing we agree on. There is only one way to clean up after going to the bathroom, and that's with a Lux bidet. I've been a proud owner of a Lux bidet for years. I have literally owned a Lux Neo 320 since 2013. That's the warm water model. Talk about happy, fun, poopy time. When I leave the bathroom, I know I'm clean and ready to talk politics in a civilized manner. Exactly. Using a toilet without a bidet is about as uncivilized as it gets. Civil conversations demand civil hygiene practices. And that is why our listeners should get themselves a Lux bidet. And just to be clear, Lux is not supporting one side or the other in this podcast. They support civil conversations and clean butts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at findingcommonbattlegrounds.com.